Hey y'all, I'm Elisa. And I'm Samantha. And welcome to Watch for a Deer. Oh my god, it's finally Friday, y'all. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it has been a week. It's been a week with the weather and like I had to travel Wednesday for work and it's been really stupid cold. That's the good thing about being a teacher. Oh I've god. not had to work all week. I mean, I can work from home some and stuff, but like we had to get out and we had to go to Marietta because our headquarters is in Marietta. Mm-hmm. And, which I knew it would be cold because it's right on the river. Right on the river. Yeah. And I wore my big long trench coat and I had my gloves on or I had my toboggan on and we're running, you know, running in there trying to get to the bank and like that wind comes off and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> like it just cuts right through you. It's so I can cold. see you running through the parking lot. And I had little heels on and so I was like, <laughs> it sucked. But here we are. Well, I've not done anything. I've been in pajamas literally all week. I have my robe on right now. Life of a teacher. They have called off school all week. We're off school again tomorrow because we're supposed to get snow again. Yeah, it's tonight. already flurrying. Like yeah. on my way over here, like it's already spitting the snow. Clinton, but, you better record fast. But it's not like I've had an easy week. It's really not. Like I can do my job here in my pajamas because yeah. I put my coveralls on. And I go out and I feed my animals and I have to bust out the ice and then I have to refill the ice. Yeah. My goat is getting Ethel. My I know. Is getting ready to have babies. I'm on baby watch. She's so plump. <laughs> I know. I'm scared to death Walter, my donkey, is going to hurt the babies and I'm not going to get to him in time. So I can't, I just keep going up there and checking on her. And Aww. But my, chicken, but have, my chickens are doing fine. There are no, no frost, no frostbite. Well, I walked out this morning, well, this evening to water mine because I'm having to water them in like a little tub because it freezes so fast. Mm-hmm. So I can just dump that out. But I walked out and gathered my eggs and there was one that was already frozen busted. I'm like, man. I can't even get my eggs. Like, I can't insane. get the door open because the door, I have a big rock that goes in front of the door. There's a lock on it, but it doesn't work great. And raccoons are smart. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they could unlock that door. They would be able to easily open that door. So I have a big rock in front of it. Well, when it snowed and it's been like, I don't know, zero degrees outside, it's frozen into the ground because right. the, the ground was soft. So the rock went Just down sunk. and then it froze and I can't get my coop door open to get my eggs. So I have no eggs. I actually had to use a bantam egg, you know, like a yeah, t- the t- tiny t- baby eggs because I baked bread earlier <laughs> and... <laughs> And I had to use a bantam egg to do the egg wash on the bread. And I really think that now that I hear myself talking about all this stuff, that I'm surprised that I don't have like a skirt on down to my ankles and a bonnet. <laughs> Welcome to Chicken Lady Land. This is Sammy's Foul Language Farm. That's right. Foul I Language s- Farm. I speak chicken so you don't have to. So you mentioned raccoon, right? Mm-hmm. So do you remember... When I lived at home with my parents, do you remember the pet raccoon we had? Pepper? Yes. Yes. We had her for like five, six years. Yeah. Like a big old huge fat raccoon. Mm-hmm. Best pet ever. Yeah. I was just, that just, I was like, oh, I'm I do remember. I mean, I remember her name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, today I have a story for you. Okay. Now, I don't know this one again. I don't nope. know what this one is. Nope. So this one's a big surprise. She said it wasn't terrible either. She did tell me it wasn't. It's not. It's not terrible. No, no it's not. I think you'll enjoy. Enjoy? I mean, we don't really enjoy 
the stories. I feel that like I bring. you do enjoy the stories. I enjoy the, the stories, but I'm messed up in the head. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> so today I want to cover another missing uh, Caribbean case. But before we jump in. We had a friend message us after she had listened to the Amy Bradley story, which we did um, episode 16. So if you've not listened to that one, make sure that you do. So in that episode, we talked about what we thought happened to Amy Bradley. So she was a cruiser. She was on a cruise with her family. She disappeared. Um, and we kind of went with the fact that we th- we there's a lot of evidence that points that she was actually sold into human trafficking. Yes. Okay. So our friend Ashley kind of helped solidify this theory when she sent us her message. And I'm going to read it. And we got permission to read her story in her name. So all's good. Well, you didn't say her last name. No, I didn't say her last name. But Ashley. It's Ashley. I thought you were going to say her last name. I'm like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, it's Ashley. Mm-hmm. So, hey girls, I love your podcast. I lost my dad in August, and I have been trying to do things to keep my mind busy. And your podcast is one thing that helps me. I just put my AirPods in and start cleaning, cooking. I even listen during my workouts. I wanted to comment on the last episode. Kyle and I went on a carnival cruise in 2011, and we had something very creepy happen to us in Turks and Caicos. We got off the ship and was walking to the island, and Kyle broke his sunglasses and was trying to find a gift shop that was selling them. And a militant officer stopped him when he walked into a building and said, We need your passport. He said, Okay, okay. He was like, It's with my wife, and she's right over there. They refused to let him go. He started yelling for me, and I ran over. I tried to give them the passport, but they told me if I came any closer, they would arrest me. So, we caught a vibe that they were trying to get me alone, which didn't work out for them because we had friends that was with us, thankfully. Luckily, we had some friends, and they came over, and we all started throwing a fit, and they let him go. So, I definitely think some sketchy stuff happens on these islands and cruises. I've always heard not to go far away into the islands or away from the touristy areas, where only a few steps off the port is what was scary. Anyway, I just wanted to share some feedback and thought you would find my story interesting. That's scary. That is freaky, ain't it? I mean, that that's scary. That I wonder scary. if she's ever went on a cruise again. I wonder, what I wonder is, I mean, I, I bet they have people like that all the time dressed up as military officers well i know and pull that crap that um we have we're going to go on a cruise we're not going to say when but we're going to go on a cruise and elisa and yes. i and whoop, whoop. uh so we're going to go on a cruise and so i've been on those cruise pages yeah and there's a lot of people that say on there that they're very pushy yes like, very yes. pushy yep so, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I got, so you're going to love this. The, the guys are going to love this. You know those little kid leashes? Yeah. I got those for us. Why? So, we won't get lost. Oh, horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, not wearing a leash. But I, mean, I did buy the our cup holders with I'll, our. I like it. Our, you like know what it. I'm talking about? I do. They have these things on a TikTok shop, TikTok shop, which it's uh, like Timu, but you know, you can put like a Stanley in it. I do not have a Stanley. Nope. I don't have Stanley money, but I do have a big silver cheapo cup. Yeah. And it's, it's, you can put your whole cup in it and it's got a big pouch on it and you can put your money, your wallet, everything goes in that. So it's, 
Kind of like a small, it's a cup purse. It's like a cup purse. It's a cup purse. So I, I did buy those for us for the cruise. So we just wanted to read that and share Ashley's story. Thank you so much for sending us a message, Ashley. We appreciate it. We love um, viewer comments and interactions. And I do kind of think that that's probably what they were trying to do, get them separated. So that's kind of freaky. It is. I mean, that's very scary. Don't leave me, big guy. Don't leave me. <laughs> that is scary. He's liable to and just run off and that, leave me. I don't think um, and if she didn't go back on it, I would be... I wouldn't blame her. Mm-mm. No, me either. This world's crazy scary and people are insane. I mean, I'm super, I'm nervous about going anyways. Not me, man. I can't wait. I mean, I'm so excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm super excited. We're going to have the best We're time. We're going to have the best time. And, uh, but I'm, I'm still nervous about it because I'm all about the U.S. of A. I'm more nervous about getting seasick. That's what I'm nervous about. Oh, I'm not nervous about that. I'm nervous. I'm I'm going to take so much motion sickness medicine that like before we even start. I wonder if Just anybody's listening scared. to this and you've been on a cruise, send us what you did for motion sickness. Yeah. I'm thinking Dramamine and these Bozine or something like that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. All right. I'm excited about the story because I don't know what this one is. Here we go. Favorite ones. So I wanted to bring you another Mm. missing story. And this time we are going to discuss the case of Natalie Holloway. I know that story. (laughs) Natalie was the second daughter of Dave and Elizabeth Holloway, born October 21st, 1986, in Memphis, Tennessee. When she was seven years old, her parents divorced, and her, her and her younger brother, Matthew, were raised by their mom. Their mother later married a successful businessman named George Jug Twitty. Any kind of Conway Twitty? Stop loving name. her today. Could you imagine her last name being Twitty? Twitty. Twitty. I know. That's all yeah. I think of, Conway Twitty. I mean, yeah. But they moved to Mountain Brook, Alabama. Natalie was a gorgeous young woman. She had long blonde hair and striking blue eyes, thick, full lips with a smile that could light up a room. Truly, the look every girl dreams of. She was beautiful. She was gorgeous. She really was stunning. She looked like a real-life Barbie. Now, she was a member of the National Honor Society, the Dance Squad, and other various extracurricular activities. Um, She was supposed to attend University of Alabama after she graduated on a full scholarship, and she was set to pursue a pre-med track. In May of 2005, Natalie went on a high school grad trip to Aruba with some fellow graduates and seven chaperones. Now, these chaperones were only there just to kind of keep in check with the students. They weren't meant to follow them, you know, and know their whereabouts every waking moment because these kids have graduated okay they're they're adults um according to an eyewitness there was excessive partying and drinking going on every day it was stated that natalie started her day with a cocktail no judgment here folks she worked very hard in her schoolwork, and i feel like everyone deserves to cut loose well i mean she earned it Enjoy, she, I mean, enjoy she, your vacation. Right, she's on vacation, so. Yep. And she's, what, 18? She's, yep, she's legal age. Holloway was scheduled to fly home on May 30th of 2005, but failed to arrive for her flight. Some of her classmates had said they'd last seen Natalie outside Carlos and Charlie's, which is a very popular restaurant in the Caribbean. 
The owners of Carlos and Charlie's also own the popular Senor Frogs. Oh, I've heard of that. I know. I did too. It was later confirmed that Natalie was seen about 1.30 a.m. outside the restaurant in a car with local Joran Vandersloot, who was a Dutch honors student who was living in Aruba at the time, and brothers Deepak and Satish Kalpo. When authorities questioned the three men, they stated they had dropped Holloway off in front of her hotel and then drove away, denying that they knew what had happened to her after that. Her luggage, her belongings, all was found in her room at the Holiday Inn. Now, Aruban authorities initiated searches around the island and waters, but they were not able to turn up anything. Now, Natalie's parents and a set of friends flew into Aruba via private jet and was quickly able to obtain Vandersloot's name and address as the hotel manager had ID'd him on a videotape that they had. Now, the Twitties, their friends, and an officer went over to Vandersloot's home and questioned him about Holloway's disappearance. He stated that they had been down to the beach, but they took her down there because she wanted to see the sharks after they visited the beach they dropped her off at her hotel around 2 30 or i'm sorry around 2 a.m his friend deepak corroborated his story now he mentioned that as they were driving away that he did see a dark man wearing a black shirt like those like security their security members wear yeah and uh, he approached her mm-hmm a massive search ensued consisting of thousands of civil servants in Aruba, which were given the day off to assist in the search. Dutch Marines, volunteers, U.S. citizens all gathered in the search for this, this girl. Now, the search for physical evidence was super extensive, but nothing really turned up. There was a speck of blood found in Deepak's car, but this was tested and proved not to be blood. Yeah, but they killed her. June 9th, 2005, Vandersloot and the Calpo brothers were all arrested on suspicion of Holloway's murder. Now, this is where a lot of finger-pointing and switching stories happen between the Calpo brothers and Vandersloot. Eventually, the authorities released the brothers and detained Vandersloot for an additional 60 days. On July 4th, the Royal Netherlands deployed F-16s with infrareds in search of Holloway, but again, they found nothing. In March of 2006, they used satellite images searching for earth or dirt disturbances that could indicate a freshly dug grave. So, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of, like, Google Earth. Yeah. Where that you can see, you've seen them all, like, it shows, the one that sticks out in my mind is, it's a dock. And it looks like blood, like blood drag. Like they drug a body and murdered him on the dock and threw him over the dock. Have you seen that picture? I have no idea what you're it talking about. It is so about. freaky. What? I'm going to have to show you that. It's I'm, water. Huh? It's water. What's water? What's supposed to be blood. It's water. It's water? Why is it showing up red? Because I was looking at it from a satellite. Well, satellites are supposed to be smart. They're way away. Well. Yeah. Clint said it's not blood. He said it's water. I don't even know what you're talking about. But it looks like somebody been murdered. Google it. Google it and show her. Clint's going to Google it. Okay. We're I don't know continue. what you're talking about. So, but anyway, Google Earth shows like it's like they've actually found submerged cars from Google Earth pictures. They have? Yes. Missing people like found. Yes. 
somebody was just found this past year in 2023, um... By drone footage, actually. Sometimes I really, pond. I think that you make up crap. I, I really do, Lisa. I, I think don't. you just make up stuff Google. on the fly. You make up stuff on the fly. I'm gonna post every bit of this. I'm gonna post every bit of this. No, there, there was somebody flying a drone footage across the pond, and they seen this car. I think it was like a white car. They pulled a body out. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'll show you after we're done recording. I do not want to see it, but you're you're going to. A gardener had also come forward and said that there was a pond next to the Aruba Racket Club that was close to the Marriott Hotel. (laughs) See? (laughs) I wish you could see her face. Clinton just showed her the picture. See? It looks crazy, doesn't it? It it does look like somebody's been somebody's been murdered. And that's just water. That's something I read about. Oh, okay. I can see why that's water because this dock is cedar. It's water, but. When the water has oh, hit, it's a cedar dock. It's a cedar dock, so it's wet in 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 parts of it, and yeah, it, it looks it looks it, like blood. It makes it look red because the cedar's darker. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it looks so cool. You didn't figure that out though when you saw this. Not a clue that it was cedar. Nope. No comment. Who uses cedar for docks? Cedar is like a furniture wood. Are you a dock professional now? No, but I'm a wood professional. Are you? I Are am. You? That's right. You need to keep on is what you need to do. <laughs> you need to just keep on. I don't know how we got from cedar to, to nasty. I said. No, ma'am. Just keep reading. Just keep reading. Nasty is what you are. He stated filth that. Filth mouth. You're a filth mouth. You're a nasty filth mouth. You hush. I talk about Matthew McConaughey again. I couldn't help but giggle. I swear when you said that. You said he wouldn't. She wouldn't let him in the house. That's right. She'd take care of him. I didn't say that. (laughs) No, I said that. You said Dee Dee wouldn't let him in the house. And I'm like, but would she? And I was like, well, she would, but she'd take care of him. Yeah, but (laughs) you're like, I just started laughing. Yeah, because you're, yeah. We know why. Well, you're a filth mouth. Dirty mind. (laughs) Dirty mind. Dirty mind and filth mouth. We're going to have to mark his podcast explicit. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) He stated that he's seen the three men drive by trying to hide their faces. There was a jogger who had also said that they had seen men burying a blonde hair. No. No. There was also a jogger who had said that they had seen men burying a blonde-haired woman in a landfill. Police searched and searched the landfill for days to no avail. Cadaver dogs were also brought in but did not turn up anything. November 2007, the three men were once again brought in and held regarding the disappearance. But by December 1st, the two brothers would be released. And by December 7th, Vandersloot would also be released. Now, here's where it gets messed up. So, between March 29th and May 17th of 2010, Vandersloot reaches out to Beth Holloway, who is her mother, who's mm-hmm. Natalie's mother, yeah. and tells her he knows the location of her daughter's body. Who did? Vandersloot. That, what's his first name? Uh, J- Joran. 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 He says that he knows the location of her daughter's body, but she would have to pay him $250,000 in exchange for that information. He claimed that they were on the beach when she had slipped and hit her head, causing her death. 
but then he's unable to locate her body. So, he leaves for Aruba, leaves Aruba for Peru before he can be prosecuted for extortion. While in Peru, he murders 21-year-old Stephanie Ramirez, then flees to Chile, but is arrested. Mm -hmm. Now, once arrested... I'm proud of you. What? You said Chile instead of Chile. Really? I mean, you say Burry. I just figured you were going to say Chile, too. It's just... (laughs) This is Chile. Like, Mm C-H-I-L-E. With that little mark on top of it. Right. If it was Chile, Mm -hmm. it'd be an I, like... You know, you and me go get a pot of chili. Mm-hmm. A whole pot, huh? A whole pot of chili. <laughs> like chili. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with us. We'll get there, guys. I, I promise. swear the later we do these podcasts, the more ridiculous they are. <laughs> this is Watch for Deer late at night. <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens when you work all day and now, then you record. If we do it late at night, we need to call it Deer in the Headlights. That's true. We could. Mm-hmm. We could. Watch for deer in headlights. No, we just call it deer in the headlights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah. go ahead. All right. Anywho. But, so he, so he murders Stephanie. Now, once arrested, he is indicted in Alabama for wire fraud and extortion. He then pleads guilty to the murder of Ramirez, and he's sentenced to 28 years. In January 12th of 2012, without a body to lay to rest, Natalie's father files a petition to pronounce her legally dead. August 18, 2017, bone fragments would be found washed up on a beach in Aruba. On October 3, 2017, scientists would test a total of four bone fragments that was discovered during this probe. Only one fragment would be determined to be human, but unfortunately, it was not a match to Holloway. Now, I also read that the bone fragments were actually given to them by a friend of a friend of a friend who said he helped dig up and dispose of Holloway's body years after the murder. He stated that he had mixed them with the dog bones and then buried Mm -hmm. them in a pet cemetery. Nothing ever came of these bones. They did determine that one piece was human, according to DNA sampling, um, you know, and it didn't match. And this is the Aruban uh, government yes. doing this, yes. too, right? Yes, and it didn't match. So they were able to take Beth's, her mother's DNA, and compare it, and it, it did match. It did match. It didn't. Okay. It did not match Beth's DNA. So they said it wasn't. You know, it wasn't Natalie. But they said that it was of a person of the same race and of European descent. So why? Was this fragment not tested against other missing people, such as Amy Bradley, episode 16? They could have used their family to compare their DNA and maybe solve another case. There's, why would we say, the, 200, why 300 would people? the government of Aruba spend a dime looking for an American or British? Well, or they're anybody. not going to look for anybody because it's a tourist location. That's exactly right. They're, they don't care because if, if they hear... That these Americans are going missing mm-hmm. on their soil, mm-hmm. the t- people's not going to tour there. They're right. not going to come on vacation. Where so, did, so the story you told at the very beginning of it with Ashley, where did that happen at? Turks her? and Caicos. Turks and Caicos. Okay. Yep. 
that's where one of the one of our stops. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, that is right. Turks. That is. Yep, it's our third stop on our yeah. cruise. Yeah. But um, no, you're right. They're not. Well, the government's not going to yeah. look for Americans, and um, no. And what I don't get, like, if you're not going to test those bones, give it, give it to the Americans. Let them test it. Like I said, they could have. You know, maybe Amy did. I don't know, fall off the cruise ship and maybe, maybe, you know, I mean, what do we say? 300 people a year go missing on a cruise ship? Yeah, I think that's what you said. I, I mean, send it to to the Americas. Let them run it through the database. You may be able to solve a missing case, but these bones are gone. No one knows where these bones are. Somebody knows where those bones somebody are. Somebody knows where they I are. Mean, somebody knows where they're at. They're probably in a jewelry box somewhere. Probably. Probably so. The Scooby-Doo gang could have, like, done a more thorough investigation. They're not going to do anything Mm-mm. because Mm-mm. they don't want to. Mm-mm. Now, for whatever reason, Vandersloot decides to plead not guilty to the extortion charge on June 8th of 2023. But he would later plead guilty to the counts of extortion and wire fraud as part of a plea deal, the murder of Natalie Holloway. Mm-hmm. He stated that he killed her after she rejected his sexual advances that night on May 30th of 2005. He is sentenced to 20 years in prison for the extortion, but time will be served concurrently with the murder charge of Ramirez. So what this means is he's killed two women. So instead of having to serve the sentences back to back, say 28 years, then 20 for a total of 48 years, Mm -hmm. he only has to serve whatever he was sentenced the longest, which means he'll get released from Peru in 2045. Oh, I didn't know that. He only has to serve the 28 years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, 28 years. He'll get get out in Peru in 2045. So he killed two women. Yeah, and And got 28 years. That's it. That's pathetic. I wonder if the... uh, Jails over there are, like, really, really bad. You hear some... I hope they like, are. The really bad jails. I hope they are. Now, here's the part that's really going to make you mad. Remember uh, I texted you and I said, I'm so mad. Yeah, So mad. Yes. I said, I'm so mad. Just I, I do remember you telling yeah, me that. Right here. You're going to get mad with me. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, let's get mad. All right. So, he will not be prosecuted for the murder of Holloway as the statute of limitations has passed. So, Peru has a 12-year statute of limitations. This piece of trash waited so long after her murder and then confessed because he knew they could not prosecute him because of statute of limitations. He kills two women and only serves time for one. Now, that's the case of Natalie Holloway. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to you say. You think of that. That's a terrible story. Every story you bring me is terrible, though. They're all bad. Waits until... This one wasn't gruesome or anything, though. No, it and wasn't I really gruesome. do appreciate that. You're welcome. More than you know. Oh, it's coming. But, um... But, yeah. But, yeah. That's mm. what made me mad. That's why I was texting. I was texting yeah, her. You, I said, this next story, I said, I'm so mad. She was like, wow. I was like, I can't tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, that was all over the news. The Natalie, yeah. Hall, Natalie Holloway was yep. all over the news. And I knew that that guy confessed to it. Yep. But I didn't know about the statute of limitations. Yes. Yes. He waited so long, and I guarantee you his lawyer, I mean, it's a damn good lawyer. I mean, if, if you're, you know, a defense lawyer, you'd be like, eh, well, we'll just wait, and then you can confess, and you don't have to, yeah. Why confess, though? Like, why even confess to it? If you're not going to be charged for it, why was he in his 
he's a younger guy, so I I feel like he's one of these douchebags that are like, you know. You think just, he was doing it bragging? I think he's cop, like he's cocky. Yeah, he's so he's I was cocky I was wondering it. if he was doing it to to tell her parents, hey, yeah. you know, you're not going to find her. Stop looking. Well. I mean, I think number one, he's he's doing that. He's cocky about it. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think, I think you're he's right. cocky. It gives him a big head, big ego. He's cocky about it, and he was like, now he's like, hm, I killed your daughter, but I ain't gonna pay for it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's a douche. Yeah, he's a douche. So he's gonna get out in forty twenty forty five twenty forty five. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep, it is. Well. Is that, that all we got this that, evening? That, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. So, if you guys have any questions, any comments, email us at watchfordearpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at? Follow us on Instagram, Watch for Deer Podcast. Facebook or TikTok us, Watch for Deer Podcast. Go like, follow us, subscribe, and review, preferably on Spotify. <laughs> You sound like the Grinch. You did. You sound like the Grinch. (laughs) And share, share, share with your friends because it all helps, guys. It helps us so much. Um, We're trying to get the TikTok up and rolling, so make sure you go and follow that TikTok. And y'all be safe. And And watch for deer. deer.